it honestly really gives me such joy to go to the gym and post my workouts and just know that I'm motivating somebody somewhere. You are now tuning into the No Small Talk podcast, and we're your hosts, Ebony and Sherry, two introverts who actually do enjoy conversations, as long as it's not small talk, and you don't have to settle for small talk either. Change the conversation. We're here to show you how. With our conversation starters, we want to help you enjoy meaningful conversations and build better relationships in order to succeed in business, life, and in love. We'll show you how to be confident, present, and vulnerable while starting conversations that you enjoy. Relationships, parenting, careers, money, and wellness are all topics we discuss right here on this podcast. So get your headphones, your cup of tea, and get ready to be inspired to start your next conversation. No small talk. Uh, they cannot do what they want. I got my freedom of speech. Yeah. Get to say what I want. They cannot lock me outside. I'm walking right through the front. With a big back like I'm back. You need to get my respect. When it comes to getting to know someone and building a deeper connection, it starts with having good conversations to really learn and get to know that person. But how do you do that? First, you need to know the right questions to ask. This is why we started our Conversation Starter series. We invite guests to the podcast so that we can just enjoy great conversation. On today's episode, we were joined by Bessie Freepong. Bessie is an old friend of mine. She is a fitness and lifestyle influencer, a nurse, wife, and mother of two beautiful children. She is an all-around boss. But most importantly, she is so down-to-earth and we had a great conversation. Today, Bessie, Sherry, and I talked about projects that we're working on that bring us joy. The reason why I like this conversation starter question better than a generic question about what a person does for a living, asking someone what they do that brings them joy really allows you to get to the core of what someone loves and the things that they value. It allows more room for your conversation to go deeper and to expand on who that person really is. Our goal for providing these conversation starter questions and having these conversations is to show you how easy it can be. When you ask the right questions, you will be able to get to know someone better and in turn build those deeper connections, which is all we want as introverts. So without further ado, please sit back and enjoy today's episode. Thank you. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Bessie, we're going to start with you since you're our guest. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what projects are you working on right now that brings you joy? Honestly speaking, I don't really have any specific projects, mainly just trying to improve my content creation and just see wherever life takes me. 2020, I know, was crazy for everybody. And now everybody's kind of trying to do more in 2021, like everybody kind of feels like they missed something or, you know, things were left behind. It's a lot of catching up. So it's just more so me just trying to catch up on life and just do a little bit better every day. I agree too. I definitely feel that 2020 has inspired me to do more because with all the crazy things that happened in 2020 and the the lives that were lost, it just really reminded me that I need to really do what's going to make me happy, what makes me fulfilled and just be a better person generally. So I definitely feel inspired that 2021 is 
a new year, like a new opportunity to like, just do great things. Absolutely. And you mentioned that you're trying to work on your content. Like I see that your content is like really, really great. You're inspiring women to be fit through fitness. What inspired you to go this route in terms of your fitness journey and sharing that with people online? To be 100% honest, it just was kind of those things that randomly happened. I had just casually started working out mainly because I had gotten to a point where I would take pictures and you know how somebody shows you the picture and you imagine how the picture is going to look and you actually see it and you're like, wait a minute. No, that's, <laughs> yes. that's not me. <laughs> so I got tired of having those moments where I would look at a picture and I'm just like, nope, don't post that. Nope, don't post that. And it was just a lot. And I was never really the type to be obsessed with the scale and weighing myself. And I've always had a scale. And one day I decided to step on it and I was not happy with the number. I had been the largest I had ever been. And I think I was around like 224 or something like that. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, 224 is almost 300. (laughs) And like, there's no real easy way to come back from that. Mm -hmm. So I just started to work out just kind of casually and just doing recordings here and there, post them on Instagram, not really with any kind of intent, but eventually I'm like, there are a lot of people who are doing this and posting their workouts online, but none of them really look like me. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of, I guess, the stereotypical picturesque fitness model, lean chiseled. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could outwork any of them or a lot of them. So I'm like, okay, let me just start to post. And things started to gain traction and I started to get like some brand attention. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So I think I want to keep up with it. And um, it turned out to be actually one of the most fun things ever. It honestly really gives me such joy to go to the gym and post my workouts and just know that I'm motivating somebody somewhere and not giving them the picture in their mind of what they think fitness should look like, because I'm not totally cut up or anything like that. But just to show you that anybody can do it. I'm a mom, I'm a career woman, and I still make time to do what I need to do to get my fitness in order. I love that you're doing that because for me, the reason why I resonate with your content is because, yeah, you look like a woman that I can relate to, you know what I'm saying? In terms of your body shape, I think you look amazing. So I prefer your body shape over the chiseled model-esque fit person any day. Well, thank you. (laughs) But it's just inspiring. And I think it's important for people like you to put this content out there because people are going to see this and feel like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. So I think it's great. And you saying that thing about the picture is so real and the story of my life. And and that's one of the reasons why I barely have any pictures. (laughs) And most of my pictures that I post are from like the waist up, because every time I take a picture, I always feel like, oh, no, this isn't going to work. This is not what I envision. This is not what I envision. So it's so funny that that inspired you to make a change in your lifestyle. So I love that. Definitely. I love how you said that it brings you so much joy to go to the gym. I am not at that point. I go to the gym maybe three to four times a week. And I can't say that it brings me so much joy to go to the gym. I like how I feel after the fact. 
I feel like I accomplished something, but I can't wait to get to the point where I can say what you say, like, I have joy, it doesn't yes. feel like work, you know, <laughs> and I think that that's also one of the benefits of your content, you know, somebody seeing the motivation behind your post and seeing the joy, you know, I'm sure it's inspiring others to be just as excited about prioritizing their health and fitness. Right. And another thing too, I'm not going to lie, it's hard and I work out hard and not every day is going to be joyful. And there are days where I'm just like, oh my God, this sucks. There are days where I curse the whole hour, (laughs) but there's still a part of me that like really loves it to the point where sometimes I could be not feeling well, or sometimes where I just get lazy and I'm like, okay, I don't want to go to the gym today, but there's that little voice in me that's like, you know what, just go. You need to go. Because if I don't go, then I just feel like my whole day is just ruined. (laughs) It's a weird thing, but that's where I am right now. Love it. I love that. I wish I can get to the point where I enjoy it. I'm nowhere near that. Forget it. And I'm... I'm I am nowhere near that. I'm still trying to find the inspiration. I found the inspiration to start working out. My kids want me to. Like, they were like, mommy, we want you to lose weight. And I was like, okay, that's real. I want to do it for them. And I also want to do it for myself. But just to get to the point where I enjoy it, I'm far from that. So I think part of the problem, though, if you're seeing it only as a weight loss tool, you're never really going to enjoy it. You know, Mm -hmm. you're always going to see it almost as a punishment. Mm -hmm. or being overweight, or if you're not hitting those particular weight goals, it's just going to cause you unnecessary stress. And honestly, you have to kind of change your point of view when it comes to working out, because the weight loss will come. Like, that's kind of like the automatic, almost. You have to try to see it as a tool for doing other things, you know, whether it be getting stronger, you know what, I don't know how to do push-ups. So I'm giving myself a goal to be able to do 10 push-ups within the next three months or something like that. And the weight loss will eventually come <laughs> to be hundred percent honest. So when you see exercise mainly as a tool for weight loss, unfortunately, you're setting yourself up for failure. Mm, I like that. I like the idea of setting a goal. Yes. And setting like a realistic goal. A realistic goal and something that's a little out of the box. For example, I don't know how to do pull-ups or, you know, I can't really jump rope. Let me see if I can try that. Like, yeah, and you have to find something that you really like. For example, I love to work out, but please don't ask me to sit on anybody's spin bicycle because I hate spin. I hate it. And I've tried it multiple times just to make sure like, okay, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just the first time. Maybe it's, you know, different. I've tried it several times and I will not be purchasing, you know, a Peloton bike or any, any of the sort because spin is not my thing. I can't stand it. So you just really have to find what you can truly enjoy, what you find fun and take it from there. I agree. I think that makes a world of a difference when you're doing something that you find joy and it doesn't feel like work, doesn't feel like a project for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what about you, Sherry? What projects are you working on right now that bring you joy? Ah, good question. I could honestly say with so much enthusiasm that I am excited about taking a certification course right now in diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. As you know, it's something that I've grown really passionate about, especially with the events 
that happened last year with George Floyd's killing and all of the protesting and the calls and demands for racial equality and more justice, more equity. And I'm excited about the fact that my job is prioritizing a concept that I'm sure we knew was important and good to have, but we may not have been as intentional about prioritizing and creating a more inclusive workplace because maybe we thought it was implied, but the fact that we are being intentional about creating a culture that fosters inclusivity, I'm just really excited about and excited about being part of that journey. And as part of that journey, my CEO invested in a few of us to take this DEI course with Georgetown University. So it's a lot of work, but I'm really excited about it, just learning new concepts and putting new vocabulary to some of the feelings and the sentiments that a lot of us are going through, regardless of which group that you belong to that may be considered underserved or underrepresented. It's funny because my group as part of this certification course, we were divided up into groups to work on a capstone project and we scheduled a meeting this morning and I completely missed it. The meeting was scheduled for 10.30 to 12.30 and it was 12.45 and I'm seeing a bunch of text messages like, are we still having this meeting? Because it was on my WebEx meeting platform. So I completely missed it. So while I'm saying that I'm so passionate about this, I'm sure that my group members are not thinking the same thing (laughs) about me since I missed it. So I think I'm passionate about it. I'm just not passionate about waking up on a Saturday morning to work on work projects. (laughs) Give yourself be nice being able to like sleep in past 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I know, right? It's definitely been more than a decade (laughs) since I've done that. Yeah, you know what it was? And funny enough, I actually woke up pretty early. I woke up at about six o'clock this morning and did some stuff. And then I went back to bed and I just could not wake up. I think I finally woke up at 11 o'clock, but I would have jumped on the meeting had I remembered. I just completely forgot about this meeting. And so me forgetting, it's not a reflection of the passion and the excitement and the joy that I'm feeling right now. It's just, I was tired and I'm spending time with family. And so, but yes, that is a project that I find myself talking about constantly with friends, coworkers, just about every circle that I'm with. And I'm really happy about what our organization will look like after we start implementing some things. So I want to say I'm so proud of you because, I mean, we've talked about this before multiple times, and I know that you're very passionate about this particular topic and the fact that you're taking the initiative to lead this way in your organization, I think is amazing. And we need more people like you to be brave and bold to lead the conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion, because not a lot of organizations are doing it. I mean, people are talking about it. But I don't think as many organizations are really making the effort to make change. So I know seeing that you're doing it and, you know, you're really being intentional about being that voice in your organization is great. And I know that you feel like this is purposeful. For some reason, I feel that you feel like you found your purpose. Like this is something that you are meant to do. Am I wrong? You know, it's funny that you say that because, yes, I think that because there is this purpose that's bigger than me attached to it, I find myself a lot more driven and involved and really fired up. And so 
through this platform, we talk about finding your voice and speaking up on issues that are important to you, not using introversion as an excuse to be silent. But if you really feel like you have something to say that will be meaningful, then just do it. And I am, I'm selective at times as to what conversations I participate in. It's easier for me to participate in conversations that I'm more passionate about. And so whenever DEI comes up at work, I'm not quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I am very vocal about it. And to your point, there are a lot of organizations that have not embraced the concept for different reasons. Not everyone has bought into the importance or the significance of DEI. Not everyone believes it's a true problem that needs a remedy for. And I am just grateful and appreciative to be part of an organization where my CEO thinks it's important. My CEO is part of the course, mm-hmm. right? And so that to me is leadership. And that to me is a sign of his sincerity. And it just makes it easier. I'm sure that I may not be as motivated to have these conversations or move the needle forward in an organization where leadership is not as supportive. The struggle would be harder, right? It would be a lot more difficult, the conversations and the encouraging. But while there is difficulty, even in an organization where you have a leader that has bought into it, because just because your leader has bought into it doesn't mean that everybody else in the organization will buy into it. At the end of the day, we all come from different walks of life with different experiences, which informs how we feel about this topic and others. But the conversations And the efforts are not as difficult. And yes, I find that I have found a new passion. It's still, I think, embedded in part of my passion and my motivation to serve and really just be there for people, regardless of what you have or don't have or where you came from or what you grew up with. And so I still think it's anchored in that value of service, anchored in that value of helping people. And maybe that's what it is. And really, I just felt like, Ebony, we've talked about this after seeing some of the images we saw last year, aside from sitting and crying and talking about it with friends, what else as individuals can we do? And I feel like this is my contribution. I feel like this is something that I can do to help move the needle forward in bringing about equality or equity and fairness for African-Americans and other groups that have been left out of mean society. Right. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job. We're proud of you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So what about you, Ebony? I'm sure you're busy with different projects, but what projects in particular brings you the most joy right now? So you're right. I am busy (laughs) with several projects right now, but if I can pick one that is actually bringing me joy is I am writing an affirmation journal for moms. Um, Sherry, you know this. Um, And I am on this journey towards being more grateful and showing more gratitude for the things that I have. I've talked about this on the podcast before that I do suffer from imposter syndrome from time to time. So what's natural being an introvert, I'm, I'm constantly always in my head. So I struggle with being content and happy and okay with the things that I have because I'm always being an overachiever and I'm always like, I could do better. I could be doing this, I could be doing that. So I'm on this journey towards being more content, being more grateful, being appreciative of what God has given me of the things that I'm doing. And I'm doing this by speaking affirmations to myself daily. And it's been working. 
It's been very helpful. I, I have my mantras and my affirmations and the positive self-talk that I use when I find myself going into that space. So I said, you know what? I sometimes write the my favorite mantras or affirmations that I find either online or I hear from other podcasters or some of them I actually create on my own. So I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I want to share this with other mothers because I'm sure as moms, we wear many hats. We're doing so many things, especially moms who are business women, professionals, stay-at-home moms who have the kids all day homeschooling. We go through these bouts in our life where we probably don't feel that we're good enough. Maybe we feel underappreciated. And having mantras, I feel like, has been very helpful to improve on my mindset. And I want to be able to share this with other mothers. So I created this journal with positive affirmations and mantras that are specifically geared towards mothers, mothers who are home, mothers who are working, mothers who are balancing it all. And it's a journal where you can actually take the time to create your own affirmation for yourself each day. So that's what I'm working on. I feel very happy doing this. Like I'm doing something purposeful that I feel like I'll be able to help someone. And so I'm hoping that this journal will be able to at least touch other mothers in the way that these affirmations have been able to help me. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now. I hope that people that are not mothers as well can draw some inspiration from the mantras, but it's specifically geared for mothers. That's what I'm working on right now. And it's been bringing joy. It's been helping me also improve on my mindset and be more at peace and happy and, and mindful and appreciative and grateful for everything that I have. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. I agree. I agree, Bessie. Wow. I, and I'm sure, Ebony, that there are going to be mothers that will find this valuable and helpful. You mentioned that you suffer from imposter syndrome. I think many of us, if not all of us, suffer from some form of mm-hmm. imposter syndrome as an introvert and someone who lacked confidence in some areas, especially social events and networking. I've had to come up with affirmations and mantras for myself to get me through some awkward situations that I can build up my confidence. And we've spoke about it on the podcast as well. The power of affirmations. We had a YouTube video a few weeks ago with Amy Cuddy. And one of the things that she said continues to stand out of my mind where she says, fake it until you become it, right? We often hear fake it until you make it, right? But fake it until you become it. I think really underscores the power of affirmations because if you say the same things over and over to yourself, you become that thing, whether it's negative or positive, right? And I believe you also had an episode saying the same thing a few months ago. We, after a while, become the things that we speak to Mm -hmm. ourselves. And so making sure that we are speaking or replacing some of those negative talks with more positive affirmations truly is powerful. Over time, you'll see, right, the buildup of that confidence. And I think it's even more powerful when you have affirmations that speak to your specific situation. So you going beyond just having the general affirmations and speaking specific to mothers, you know, there are going to be people who are like, oh my God, so I'm not the only one that feels this way, (laughs) right? I hope so. Yes. I'm sure. I I feel like when I see affirmations written by other people that speak to my issue, it makes me feel like, oh, I'm not alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure that the affirmations that you're building and coming up with will strike people in that same way or similar way. So I definitely think that there's a market for this. And I definitely think that 
there are people who are going to benefit from those powerful, positive statements that you're offering to them. Thank you. I really pray it does. I've been testing it out online and just like putting some out there. And I've had quite a few good feedback from people saying, I needed this. I needed to, like, if I post a quote or an affirmation, like mother, other mothers reaching out to me in, in my DM saying, you know what? I needed to hear this today. Thank you. And I'm like, well, thank God. You know, I'm happy because I needed it too. So I'm glad that I was able to touch you or inspire you in any way that I can. So, so far, definitely getting good feedback and I hope that I continue to do so. I think it's just like totally amazing that both of you who have, I guess, so much of your own stuff, like the naturally occurring stuff that goes on day to day are chasing down these like new things that are like stretching you beyond what your norms are. And I think that's just lovely. It's wonderful to hear it. So kudos to both of you. Clap, clap, clap. Oh. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not easy. I have my days. <laughs> but I think when you find joy in something and something that you love to do, it comes natural. It doesn't feel like work. Definitely. I hundred percent agree. Okay. So that was a great conversation, ladies. Thank you. I agree. I'm fired up right now. Just hearing about <laughs> like, I'm fired up like, what else? What other passion project? <laughs> okay. So Bessie, we do have a lightning round slash speed round that we make all of our guests go through. So we're going to ask you additional questions. Don't worry. They're not too hard. So the question we want to ask you is, I know you don't identify yourself as an introvert, or an extrovert, if I'm not mistaking, right? right. Mm-hmm. But if you were on Introvert Island for three weeks, what three books would you take with you and why? Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So don't shoot me because it has been a long time since I read a book. And I don't even like to admit that because it's just not a good thing. But a book actually that I'm currently reading right now is called Stories That Stick. The author is Kendra Hall. The book is called Stories That Stick. And basically it's about the art of storytelling or using storytelling to capture or captivate an audience. It's mainly geared towards business professionals, people who are into like marketing, sales, entrepreneurs, if you have like a type of product, but it can kind of work for, I guess, any situation. And what it does highlight is the fact that if you want somebody to purchase something from you, or if you have something that you have to offer, the best way to sell it, quote unquote, is by using storytelling and how that is really what sells things as opposed to you quoting numbers and figures and facts, and you have to really appeal to people. So that's one book that I would bring. Let me see. I would probably lean towards some type of a comedy book, because if I'm going to be on an island alone in my own head, I need probably something to entertain me. So maybe something along the comedic line. And I guess maybe uh, some nursing stuff because that's just me. <laughs> you going to bring work to the island? <laughs> well, not really work, but like, you know, just stuff to, to keep me sharp, you okay. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's about it. 
Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, what is your favorite no small talk conversation starter and why? Hmm. Honestly, I don't really believe in small talk, but I really think compliments go a long way. It could be something as simple as I like your dress and, you know, the person goes like, oh, it has pockets. And you're like, oh, I like dresses with pockets, too. And next thing you know, you're talking about whatever else. But I think definitely great conversation started. Typically, if I was like at a loss or had to figure out, okay, what do I say without it being like small talk? I think compliments are a good way to kind of get in there. People generally like the attention on themselves in a way, you know, and they're kind of more forthcoming with information. If, you know, you can kind of lead them towards, I don't know, something they bought or something that they actually put a lot of thought into before they wore it out. Sometimes that's like something that they Sometimes you almost want somebody to tell you like, oh, your haircut is really cute or, you know, something like that. So I think compliments definitely are a good way to get a conversation started. And the next question is, what has been your negative self-talk recently and replace it with an affirmation? Honestly speaking, one of the biggest things that I've been like dealing with right now is the fear of rejection. Right now, as it is with my blogging content creation journey, I have to do like brand outreach and whatnot. And it's so crazy how, like, for example, biggest example, I just did a major campaign uh, for Nurses Week with Fig Scrubs. Yeah, so like congratulations. Thank you. And I became an ambassador for them maybe last year around this time. It was like, you know, I remember the weather kind of transitioning. So probably about like, Uh, winter into spring. And before I did the ambassador application, I put it off for a long time because I was like, oh, they're they're probably not going to pick me. So I just kind of left it alone. And eventually I was just like, you know, let me just do it. They're probably going to say no anyway. And it was a yes, you know, and I'm like, man, can you imagine if I just decided to just keep thinking that they were going to say no and just kind of threw the idea in the trash, like, oh, let me just leave it alone because it's not going to work out. And, you know, just randomly, (laughs) I get this email like, hey, we're having a tribute to Nurses for Nurses Week. We want you to come out to LA. Here are the dates. And this is what we want. And I'm just there like, what, me? (laughs) You know, like, how? I mean, out of all the people you could have possibly picked, like, why me? You know, I mean, granted, you know, you don't ever want to question stuff like that, but it just makes me go back to this time last year when I was just really doubting that they would even pick me in the first place as an ambassador, much less have me on a multi-city campaign. And, you know, so, um, you know, that was big. And I guess an affirmation to combat it that I learned from a really good mentor of mine. She would always tell us in a cohort, like, unless you ask, the answer is always no. And even if the answer is no, nothing changed. So just take that risk anyway, because if you don't do anything to change that situation, the answer is no already. 
And if you get no as a response, your feelings shouldn't be hurt because it wasn't any different from what the original situation was. So it could only get better. It can't be any worse than what the original starting point was, which was the no you were afraid of. And Bessie, last question. If our listeners wanted to be able to contact you, reach out to you, follow you on your social media platforms, where can they find you online? I am on Instagram, very Bessie, V-E-R-Y-B-E-S-S-I-E. And also very Bessie at gmail.com. But all my contact information is on my Instagram in the bio. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Bessie, for joining us today for this No Small Talk conversation starter. We really enjoyed the conversation and um, we'd love to have you back again. Thank you. I'd love to be back again. Thank you so much. And everyone else, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, No Small Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of the No Small Talk. And a special thanks to those of you who have faithfully listened and supported the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed the conversation and walk away feeling inspired to start your own conversation. If you did, please do us a favor and submit your review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the No Small Talk podcast so that you can be the first to get new episodes every Wednesday. We also want to encourage you to share this episode on IG stories at No Small Talk podcast using hashtag No Small Talk so that we can keep the conversation going. Again, thank you so much for listening to us today. See you next time. And until next time, No Small Talk. From a place they go so hard. I'm not afraid of words, you can bring the bar. If you don't want problems, then don't start. Don't start. They told me shut up and dribble. Tell your president, act presidential. Bottom line, I won't keep quiet, not this time. Not this time.